0: This is the Ebon Hawk Podcast, spoiler alert for the Knights of the Old Republic series and the Star Wars films and TV shows. Hello there! Welcome to The Oven Hawk, a podcast discussing Star Wars news and nights of the Old Republic. Today we are joined by Consuming Star Wars, and we will take a closer look at some toys. This is where the fun begins. Yeah, as I said, we're, today we're joined by Consuming Star Wars, aka Mitchell. Before we get started, I just wanted to say congrats on your first podcast. Thank you. released the day we're recording, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I uploaded it about an hour ago i was like man
0: this is so good first first episode and uh some killer um podcast art so i'm looking forward to your future episodes yeah um
1: um, i'd love to talk to you guys at some point on that as well
0: yeah that'd, that'd be great um one thing i just wanted to know is uh how did you come to love star wars
1: Well initially I was introduced to Star Wars by a friend of mine uh, in primary school so when I was about I don't know eight or something rather like that uh, we watched the original trilogy the special editions on his VHS and he was sort of into the books as well and so he was he was sort of reading the books and I wasn't much of a reader at the time but I certainly really liked the movies and then when the prequels came out I was really into the prequels and I sort of it was always there in my head, but it sort of faded away. It wasn't really until Disney bought Lucasfilm and I kind of got to a point where I thought I can, I can finally keep up with what is Canon now that I have gone sort of mad with Star Wars fever. So yeah, that's, that's sort of where I sit on how I came to love Star Wars. I feel like I've always loved collecting and again, Sort of similar to how I've always loved Star Wars, as much as I wanted to collect a lot of Star Wars stuff when I was younger, um, there was sort of so much out there and um, being young and not having an income, my parents weren't all that fussed on the idea of buying lots of toys for me because they thought that I would outgrow it. And I've certainly proven them wrong because I collect more Star Wars stuff now than I ever have before. Uh, I was collecting the black series, uh, six inch figures for quite some time because I jumped onto that when that first started. Um, I recently sold a lot of my black series figures to upgrade to hot toys. So most of my collecting, uh, is the sort of original story. So novels and comics and, uh, and hot toys.
0: Do you remember what your first star Wars item you had was?
1: I feel like there must have been something, the, the first one that I can remember is a, a Power of the Force Han Solo figure that I still have, it's sort of the one that I, I, I don't really want to get rid of. I went to England for a year, and we got given this box of toys, and in the box of toys, one of my favorite figures, and I didn't really realize it was from Star Wars until later, was a Scout Trooper, so I feel like that was the first one, but, but in my mind, it's the Han Solo yeah I probably had a couple of books and stuff as well i think uh, jedi apprentice i had a couple of jedi apprentice books and, and things like that
0: i think the first star wars toy i came across was something like it was like one of those like not Polly pockets because it was kind of more of a like toy for boys and like guys didn't really have poly pockets but it was kind of like i, think I don't little... know
1: what you're talking about i've got lots of those too
0: Yeah, and it was like half Ewoks and half Stormtroopers fighting on the Battle of Endor. I'd never seen it, so I was like, is this teddy bears versus skeletons? Like, I had no (laughs) idea what was going on. Long story short, eventually I discovered Star Wars, and for Christmas I ended up getting... Was it the Galaxy of Heroes toys that were kind of like roided out and like were super muscly? I
1: feel like... Yeah, there, there was certainly a line there. I, I feel like Power of the Force is a bit like that as well, but yeah, there, there was certainly a lot of um, very beefed up Star Wars characters for a Power while. First,
0: yeah, because like, it was like a super... I got a super muscly like, kind of Han Solo and super muscly Princess Leia, and I was like, I love <laughs> it. This is what yeah. I want to do for the rest of my life, you know? Um,
1: I, I but... love hearing <laughs> stories of people who kind of... Um, discovered Star Wars in a way that wasn't the films and didn't know what it was until later and, and that sort of almost retroactive realization of what they've had was Star Wars is really cool I think and sort of shows a lot about the franchise and how huge it is because
0: yeah, it's like I for the longest time I was like what is this teddy bear skeleton war thing Um, but then I ended up figuring out like oh that's what my neighbor was playing with all this time So, um, yeah, but so when we release this episode, it's probably going to be November. But I just was wondering, could you tell us about a hashtag Collectober?
1: Well, I had I had a lot of fun doing a couple of photo challenges this year, and just thought it might be fun to do one of my own. Um, Sort of, I really I love collecting Star Wars, but I also love seeing other people's collections. And I thought it might be a nice way to sort of, um, you know, uh, reach out to the little pocket of community that I'm sort of in and, and see people's collections and see why people collect. Um, So that's been, uh, a lot of fun i've i've enjoyed it i think uh at this stage i'm one of the few who are still sort of doing it but it's it's been it's been really cool and um and then uh today i thought there might be a good way to sort of marry up my collectober hashtag as well as my podcast that i've sort of uploaded um yeah because you know i love i love the little star wars community that i'm part of and um yeah it's just it's a lot of fun
0: any more future hashtags you think you'll do in the future
1: not that i can think of at this point um i'm hoping that maybe consuming star wars will become something maybe connect it with the podcast and the instagram page it's it's good fun i i, I love i love talking star wars every, like, every day i'm on there and chatting to someone about something it's good fun
0: let's just take a quick break and then we will uh talk about some of the co-tour toys tour toy we wanted to talk about that was the Star Wars the Black Series Shan figure.
1: I, I have to admit, when was this one released? Because um, um, this, is, this is obviously the three three 3.75 inch Black Series line, which I think is now labeled as vintage. Um,
0: uh, Pre-Disney Star Wars. I forget exactly which right.
1: year. Yeah, it's funny but, because uh, I, I 2014 think- one of the reasons I really got into the Black Series 6-inch figures was because being just that little bit bigger, the details were just that little bit better. Granted, you still had a bunch of figures like the Princess Leia, uh, a few of the Princess Leia figures that where with, with the face was just a bit funny as well as a few of the Luke's. Generally, anything that wasn't an alien or a robot or a droid rather just sort of looked a bit funny. And I, I think that it shows a little bit on these three three quarter figures as well. But as far as like the costume goes, it, it looks looks pretty good. And I like the, the lightsaber, obviously. It's it's very cool. I think there's there's something a little bit off about the hair and the face.
0: Definitely. Um I love the lightsaber. It's a pretty good representation of the outfit. I believe maybe the color scheme is a bit off.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: definitely the face, I'm like I- I don't think that quite looks like Bastila Shan and just the bang I, I, doesn't look.
1: I do think enough. that the other thing that you could take from this is that maybe they were going for the uh, a- animation quality of the game at the time because maybe it's a little bit more accurate to the technology of 2003 and the yeah. cutaway scenes of, of KOTOR then, maybe.
0: yeah. But I do like that they did use um the lightsaber in game that Bastila did use. So there's a great attention to detail there and mm. um I believe this figure they it was a result of a vote and this was released um because enough fans voted for it. So
1: Yeah, I think that's really great that, that they do that. Um you certainly get the, the amount of Luke Skywalkers that we've got. And um, it, does, it seems that not until fans come in and say, oh, we want something a little bit different. Do we get, you know, uh, the Wedge Antilles or, or the, the Darth Revan or, you know, figures like that, which I think is really cool. I think Jaina Solo came out and that was another one that was a fan vote. That was, was pretty cool. cool.
0: I love that one.
1: So Oh, yeah, she's a great character.
0: Yeah, so I don't think I would buy this one, even though like I think I'm one of Bastila Shan's like biggest fans. But I respect that it exists, and I hope that we see more kind of Bastila Shan merchandise in the future because um, I think she's a great character, and I think the world needs more female characters with a uh, double-bladed lightsabers. You know,
1: I would definitely agree with that. Yeah.
0: The next one is the Darth Revan Black Series. And so, uh, like, there's Darth Revan and Revan. And Darth Revan is obviously the dark-sided one. So this one has mm. uh, the red lightsaber as well as the purple lightsaber. And it this one's more recent. Let's see. I believe it was released, yeah, 2017. And... I think it looks pretty impressive. It has the mask and the dark robes, the armor. Uh what do you think of this toy?
1: Yeah, I, I think this is a great one. Um I haven't really properly played the games, but I've read the the old Republic books and certainly seen a lot of cutaway um scenes. I, I tried to sort of watch the watch the game on YouTube because I was finding the gameplay a bit challenging but Revan is a really cool character and the look of this figure this is one of the few figures that I've held on to out of the Black Series line um because it it does just look really cool and it's sort of the iconic uh image of the Old Republic which is uh, a very cool uh, segment of the old EU that um you know has obviously been gone away with at the moment so it's um yeah i think it's i think it's a great figure i, I love it uh, and, I, and i think too um a lot of people were saying that all of the p most of the pieces are new sculpts as well which is um oftentimes they'll reuse an awful lot of uh previous figures to make the new ones so i think forlom for example is almost a reissue of C-3PO with a repaint and a new head, whereas this Revan is is pretty much completely new, which is cool.
0: It's a pretty good representation of what Revan looks like in the game, or I should say Darth Revan. Mm. Um, even down to the lightsabers, like his red Sith saber and his purple lightsaber that uh we'll kind of talk about a little bit later but there's even like sure. tatters on the robes and mm. it just looks it matches what happens in game uh pretty well and yeah um one thing that is interesting about the darth revan look is it was very intentional when they were designing the character is they wanted to make him look cool or her, like Revan can be whatever you want, but um they they're like people love Boba Fett, people love Darth Vader, so they kind of tried to marry those um two designs in into something that looks like it would come four thousand years before those characters. And I think you can kind of see the echoes of Vader and the echoes of Boba like in the helmet there. Kind of the T-visor yeah, and the, the dark robes. And I. it's an iconic um, design that even though Revan isn't technically canon and it, he came from a video game that came out like in 2003 and then he was mentioned in a sequel in 2005, like he's still around and getting merchandise, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and you, and you can look at the image of him and know that it's from star wars it it it's very um very star wars yeah design. so
0: it fits in into the universe even if it's like technically four thousand years before the whole story, so I think it good uh, like it was a it was a great design and i I was very happy with this one
1: so yeah yeah I couldn't agree more
0: <laughs> yeah so then it's followed up with uh, the Revan figure, which is based upon the design from Galaxy of Heroes, that game. So this kind of represents the light-sided Revan. Um, mm. So it has the, the white robes, still has a mask, so anyone can, you can imagine anyone behind the mask and just has a purple lightsaber, kind of like the light-sided side. Um, what did you think of this figure?
1: I liked it when it came out. This is, this is one of the ones that I did decide that if I was going to have a Revan, I would, I would just stick with the, the Darth Revan. Um, so I did, I did sell this one. Uh, co- correct me if I'm wrong, the, the Revan book, is a point in the book where he goes back and gets his mask when he's still a Jedi. And I, um, I mean, from, from what I've gathered, this is sort of how I imagine so, uh, he would have looked at the end of that book.
0: So uh, um, when he was a Jedi at the beginning of the Mandalorian Wars, um, there was a Mandalorian woman who stood up to Mandalore and yeah. said, I don't want to do genocide and Mandalore killed her. And he, he was like, I'm going to honor this woman's sacrifice. And until the Mandalorian Wars are over, I'm not taking off this mask. And so he would always wear it. And even after the Mandalorian Wars, when he was like a Sith, he still wore it. And then the events of KOTOR happen. And then in the Revan novel, um, after his identity was reprogrammed, Bastila never mentioned, like, oh, hey, I kind of kept your mask all this time. And then when the protagonist of Knights of the Old Republic 2 goes to Bastila to get some more information to find Revan, uh, Bastila says, this is his mask. It probably has connections to, like, his dark time as the Lord of the Sith, but I don't care. I just want Revan to have all the answers and... Like if it'll bring him back to me, like I don't care what happens, you know. So when the exile cool. found Revan, she's like, Here's your mask and he he had it again. So that's the the kind of long and short story of it, I guess. But
1: Cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I listened to the audiobook of Revan and that's that's sort of the only real knowledge that I have of Revan, but being an audiobook I kind of got distracted now and then. But um I remember okay. really enjoying that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I, I think I I kind of prefer this look to the... I think the, the white and the brown, the armor kind of has a bronze sheen to it, and I think it um, mm-hmm. contrasts well, and I don't know, maybe I'm just a fan of the light side more than the dark side, but I was like, this is kind of a nice compromise, um, because like a lot of fans just want to have different opinions of who Revan is, and it's, like, yeah. in Star Wars games, like, the canonical ending is usually, like, I think pretty much always just the light side ending. So you have the light yeah. side uh, version of Revan with a mask on, so anyone can imagine, like, themselves as Revan. And then you have the purple saber, so you don't know if uh, Revan is a guardian, a sentinel, or a consular, so... Yeah, I like this figure. It probably would be very expensive <laughs> right now. Uh but
1: Yeah, it looks like it.
0: Yeah, so I think it came out um I think last year, I wanna say.
1: Yeah, so, it wasn't wasn't too long ago. So
0: it didn't have the the date exactly on it, so I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it came out last year. I was like, oh, yeah. I should get sort of like this material. and then I, I think i missed the boat then i'm like ah, i can uh, admire it from afar
1: so, so well yeah. unfortunately the, the, another reason why i sort of stopped with the black series figures was there were an awful lot of exclusives coming out and there was yeah there was just like periods of time where i wasn't sure whether i'd be able to get certain figures and figures that i thought that i really really wanted and and sort of yeah so that that was another thing it's game shop exclusive and. Just be- they, certain figures became a lot harder to find, particularly when you weren't in the US.
0: And then I think I forgot to put this one on the script, but would you want to tar- talk about the Darth Nihilus figure?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I that, w- that was one that got announced very shortly after I um, decided to not collect like serious figures anymore. And it was also one of the ones that I thought would be kind of cool to get anyway. I haven't yet, but... Um, I thought it looked kind of cool. A lot of people are saying that one of the annoying things about it is that it's kind of just a Darth Maul figure with a shorter robe, shorter plastic robe and a new head. But I I, I do think that the mask is very cool. It's a interesting look and yeah, I'm sort of still up and down about whether I would get it or not, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it does look cool. It, just doesn't quite match the Darth Nihilus in the game. And I believe that some fans have mentioned that it kind of shares um, some of the same sculpt as Darth Maul, just kind of the front robes. You can kind of see the details. And I believe like some of Darth Vader's sleeves. So I kind of don't like it when toy companies double dip, you know, and could strive to make things more accurate, but they always seem to go out of their way to make the lightsabers um, accurate to how they appear. So I did like that detail. Darth yeah, I feel like is- the
1: lightsabers would, yeah, the lightsabers would be a lot harder to sort of get away with giving a character a lightsaber that looks like another one. I think that as far as the robes go, I think, it's a lot easier to get away with having very similar robes or arm pieces to other figures. Um, But yeah, certainly lightsabers and and head sculpts need to be more unique.
0: Yeah. Darth Nihilus is kind of a hard character to imagine. Like it's one thing to have it in a video game, but I think if he were ever like in a movie or a TV show, you'd have to really take into consideration like, how he is written and how he could appear, like, on screen and, like, be a presence. And because, like, technically, I think, like, he's just not even supposed to have a body and just be a mask and clothes. But I'm like, that kind of doesn't work, I think. Like, it's cool in a game and on paper, but if you're trying to make this guy, like, an intimidating villain, you kind of need something to act against you know but I guess that's maybe a problem someone else can figure out in the future but
1: yeah. hopefully, <laughs>
0: yeah I feel like so. uh,
1: the things that I've heard of Revan because as I said I haven't been able to play the games but he, he, he almost to me feels like he fits uh, into more of a mythological kind of entity as a to a real one. I mean, obviously, he is a real character, but um, the some of the, um, the essences of him feel more mythological to me than, uh, say, Darth Revan or Darth Vader or Palpatine or other characters like that.
0: Yeah, very elemental, kind of like a mm. ghost or something. And uh, just the mask's design is very... Iconic I would say too. because um, I think Knights of the Old Republic came out in two thousand five, which was, you know, Revenge of the Sith year. And there were a mm-hmm. lot of people saying, like, ooh, is there a connection like between the grievous mask and the nihilist mask? Like there wasn't, but um it was a very good design on nihilist And I believe yeah. he was inspired by Ghibli animation. Spirited like, away? Spirited away, no face. That that's it. Like Man, it was yeah, like, that wow. was that was creepy. <laughs> yeah, so I think he was inspired by uh, No Face from uh, Spirited Away, and I can, I can kind of see it, it.
1: Definitely something to be said about the simplicity of the mask as well. It, it I mean, it's very, uh, I mean, it it's this very simple skull-like symmetrical image. Very cool.
0: Yeah. So yeah, maybe in the future they'll, they could like have more accurate robes, but it is a good design and I kind of foresee that if they are going to do more KOTOR Funko Pops in the future I definitely think Darth Nihilus they would go that direction, because I think the dark-sided masks um, sell better uh, in Star Wars, at least that's just my take on things, but Yeah, who knows?
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure.
0: Let's just uh, take a quick break and we will uh, discuss the Star Wars Darth Revan Force FX Elite lightsaber when we get back. think about the darth revan force effects elite lightsaber
1: i was very uh, impressed and surprised that they decided to do it uh because a lot of the other ones we've I mean, although we've got lightsabers from characters like kit fisto as well so uh i think revan has more of a prominent standing in the star wars community than Kit fisto perhaps but um yeah i think I think it's really cool. I think it looks great uh the fact that the design of this lightsaber is very different from all of the other force effects lightsabers that we've had in the past is really cool uh, i I had a few of them but I think uh, with storing them and having them on shelves and all that sort of stuff i I did uh, sell a couple of my force effects lightsabers but this one's really interesting uh particularly we've only had the one other purple lightsaber from the Mace Windu one that we got a few years ago. I'd be interested to see, uh, presumably, the, the blade can be removed, which I think is a big plus when it comes to the Force Effects lightsabers. There are a few that didn't have the removable blade function, which made displaying them a little bit more challenging than those that you can remove the blades. Uh, and I think this one looks really, really, really cool.
0: Even the box, um, when I saw some unboxings, I was like, even that box is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is one of the first, I think, or is this the first blade that changes color like of the Force Effects variety, I believe? And- I have a
1: feeling as far as Force Effects goes, that would be the case, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I, I know that there is the Ahsoka, Saber that's going to be coming out. I think later this year it's going to um, change from green to blue. But Ooh. yeah, so that's going to be a cool one when that comes out. But this Revan one, um, yeah, it looks cool. I think like if I were to fight with it, just the kind of weird trident, uh, kind of Starforge pieces of metal on the side. It would be hard to wield, but it would be cool just to kind of hold and take pictures of. Like,
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, but i the red seems a bit more vibrant than the purple, and from what I've seen, the purple seems not as bright and kind of more blue, but it's the first of its kind, so, I mean, there's always going to be stumbles, you know, but I think it would just be cool to see more... Blades that change color, like, maybe one day, like, I don't know if the ship has sailed on, like, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, like, having, like, a force Vex version of Anakin's lightsaber that changes from red to blue, even though it didn't do that in the movie. I just yeah. think that would be cool, you know, but I think this is a very beautifully made lightsaber. It looks the part, and from what I hear, it is good to like handle and like display and you can take the blade off or not, you know? So
1: mm. I dare say one of the challenges with the, the blade changing colors. Uh, and this is something that I noticed in some of the videos talking about the hot toys figures is that the, to have a light inside the, the hand, for example, of the hot toys figures, but obviously in this case, the blade, uh, the, the, the hilt the, the light being a color would have to be strong enough to get all the way to the top of the blade. And so in this one, you would presumably have two, two globes that are, that are lighting up the blade as opposed to some of the other force effects that might have, um, that the, the blade itself would be the light, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm yeah. not entirely sure how, how it works. If there's, no, there must be lights all along. It sort of use half as many lights for each color, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I respect what they they did, and it seems to be uh, a pretty good uh, first go. But it's funny you mention uh, Mace Windu, because I was lucky enough to be able to go to Galaxy's Edge uh, this February before mm-hmm. everything happened. <laughs> and yeah. when I was at the like saber-crafting ceremony... They would kind of like give a spiel about the different colors and they'd say, oh, blue, it was wielded by Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, and Ray, and then green, you had Yoda and Qui-Gon, and like go through all the colors, and then they would get to purple, and it's like, and then purple is Mace Windu. They yeah. didn't say it exactly like that, but I think there there should be more purple representation more characters getting purple sabers just so they can mention more characters in that spiel in galaxy's edge because when i was there the most popular color of saber was definitely purple and i don't think there was a single blue lightsaber there like i would say it went purple red and then green Yeah, so I think Disney would probably see that and be like, we need to get more purple up in this house, you know? So, because customers seem to like purple. So, we'll see what happens in the future. So, if more, like, it doesn't mean everyone has to have purple, but it's, it should, it could just be more than Mace Windu. I mean, so we'll see. And then, uh, What kind of KOTOR toys do you think there could be in the future?
1: I would love to see some of the characters from the Old Republic books. I think that um, having read um, Malgus, uh, Deceived, I think that book was really great. I like Darth Malgus as a character. I would love... uh, Apparently Sideshow did a six-scale figure of Malgus, which looked really, really, really cool. Um, Being someone who collects hot toys, I would love to see some koto hot toys i think that would be awesome i'd love to have a revan or a or malgus up on my shelf um i'm sure that there's plenty more space for more toys in the future the the revan figures have obviously sold really well uh we've had a whole bunch of um vintage so sorry the three three three-quarter line come out so i'm i'm pretty hopeful that there'd be more in the future and certainly if we ever got something in canon that reflects the old republic we'd be able to get heaps more at that point
0: yeah i'm not as uh familiar with the old republic but i i do watch the trailers and i'm familiar with uh some of the lore but darth malgus would definitely be a good character to uh, do more with in the future, I would say. From Knights of the Older Public, like the series, I think it would just be fun to get like a uh, Bastila Funko Pop. They did release the Darth Revan and Darth Malak Funko Pops, and I gave away a Darth Malak Funko Pop when we hit 1,000 uh, followers on Instagram, and. Oh, yeah. It would it would be cool to have more KOTOR characters as Funko Pops, I think. I could I think HK forty
1: seven would be one that would be fun to have more of as well.
0: Yeah, and I think that the T3M4, just kinda that different look for an Astromech, I think would be would make for a good Funko Pop too. And I, I mm. definitely think Basla would be a good a good Funko Pop and perhaps Mission Veil people seem to really like that design and then I'm sure
1: if the first wave of the figures sold well which it seemed to there'd yeah definitely be room for another wave which would surely feature Bastilla in it
0: and from Knights of the Old Republic 2 I think you would definitely see a Nihilus before anything else just my personal preference, it would be really cool to see a bayo Durr or Aten Rand, I would say. I think they have um, some pretty cool designs, and who knows what's happening uh, with Knights of the Old Republic in the future, because we just kind of get some random merchandise, like the Funko Pops and these uh, figures we've talked about, and I'm like is this, does this mean anything or is Disney gearing up for anything like kind of, cause this game came out so long ago, you know, what do you think that means?
1: Well, I think that it sort of speaks a lot to the longevity of the game and how, even after all these years, even after Disney saying that it's no longer canon, whether Disney does something with it or not, it it's, it's sort of um, stood up and it's it it's still a very important part of the Star Wars fandom for a lot of fans. And even, even if you don't know the games, if you know Star Wars, the iconic imagery that comes from the game is marketable and as well as just being really cool. And uh, as I said earlier, a lot of the images that come from uh, Knights of the Old Republic are uh, as iconic and as easily identified as being Star Wars as anything from the sequels, anything from the originals. Um, so, yeah, I think that whether, whether we get something or not from Disney set around that era, I dare say that there's going to be years and years and years worth of still appreciating knights of the oral republic in many different forms
0: yeah that's a good way of looking at it no matter what happens kotor is forever and it's canon Mm. in my heart and uh it's just a series that is still here and even if nothing happens with it like if we occasionally get some good merch out of it that's uh that's good enough for me
1: yeah, and I think that that's the best way to look at it as well because I'm sure that, as as we all know, Star Wars can be very divisive amongst the people who uh, like it and don't like it, as well as those who do like it. And <laughs> certainly, um, I, I think that the the other thing to to remember as well is that I think that when people think of Star Wars, particularly about the EU, from what I've gathered from the community that I'm sort of in, Timothy Zahn's uh, original Thrawn trilogy and Knights of the Old Republic are two things that are just so very Star Wars. And we've got so many books and so many comics that existed before Disney bought Lucasfilm, but I think the things that people are still drawn to even after all this time, are Knights of the Old Republic and, and that th- original Thrawn trilogy. And as great as any of the other stuff was, um, I, I do feel like they both stand out really, really strongly. And I mean, Knights of the Republic was so, so different and so bold and so out there that it just made this huge splash that you just won't be able to get away from, e- even, even after all, th- all the years that will exist. And particularly the amount of Star Wars stuff that's going to be coming out in the future, it's going to get to a point where the original trilogy uh, maybe isn't the, the centerpiece of Star Wars anymore, but it will always be remembered as this groundbreaking original piece of Star Wars. And I think that Knights of the Royal Republic has, there's, there's something to be said about it floating around in that space, whether it's made canon or not.
0: Yeah. Well said. Uh, Star Wars is forever and good stories are forever. So no matter what happens, uh, KOTOR has its, has its fans and it, it'll always be appreciated. I mean, that's why we're doing a podcast. We just uh, love Knights of the Old Republic and we just love talking about it. And there's plenty of Star Wars fans who primarily are kind of just into Knights of the Old Republic.
1: So yeah, that's the cool thing. And I, about I can Star Wars. totally see why.
0: Yeah. Uh, where can our listeners find you?
1: Well, I'm predominantly on Instagram at Consuming Star Wars, and um, as as we mentioned earlier, I started a little community interview podcast that I've I hope will get bigger and better. As as time goes on, but yeah, I, I'm on Instagram. That's where anybody can find me. I don't really do a lot of other social media, so yeah.
0: And then you can find us on Instagram at Ebenhawk Podcast, and the Ebenhawk can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out immensely. Then you're welcome to email us your comments and questions and any inquiries at podcast at gmail.com. And then Coden was not able to join today. He was just under the weather. Uh, we hope he gets feeling better. But you can find Coden at twitch.tv forward slash Coden Also on Instagram at Coden And our intro and outro themes were composed by Alistair Schroerman at alistarsounds.wixsite.com forward slash alistarsounds. And our transition music was composed by Christian Walker at christianwalkermusic.com. This has been the Ebon Hawk podcast. May the Force be with you. We'll be back soon. Bye for now.